Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Hashelam. We're now in Masechet Sukkah, Daf Lamed Aleph Amud Bet at the bottom of the Amud, continuing with our analysis of the first Mishnah, and this is the third parak of Sukkah, uh, Parak Lulav Hagazul. Niktam Roshos. The Mishnah said that if the top of the Lulav is cut off, then it's invalid. Amravuna Loshan Al Niktam. He said that's only if it's actually cut off. Val Nistak, if it's cracked, Kasher. Nistak Kasher, is that really true? Vatanya, Lulav Kafuf. Kavutz, so if a lulav is bent over, is kavutz, which means it's full of thorns, saduk, cracked. Akum domela magal, if it's crooked, round in such a way, or crooked in such a way that it looks like a scythe, pasul. Charut, if it's the leaves of the branch become absolutely hard, pasul. Domela charut kasher, if it's getting hard, but not hard yet, then it's kasher. So you see that saduk is pasul. Papa, da'avit kehimnak. It says, which saduk is pasul? That it made it like a fork, meaning a, that it totally split, everything split, and you have basically two lulavim coming out of one that go in different directions. But ours is a regular lulav that got cracked on the top. Now, akum domela magal, in the, in that bright that we said that if it's uh, crooked like a scythe, then it's no good. That's only if it crooks forward. Backwards, then, is the normal way of it to grow. So, Nachman, according to one report, said, the side is like in front, which means invalid. But others say that uh, Rav Nachman said it's like being in back, which means it's valid, so it's unclear. So, Rav used an interesting term here, um, which is, and we'll see, we'll see more of this come up in the next few daf. Uh, a reference to it at least, that a lulav that has all its leaves on one side is a balmum. Use, use that reference seems to tie in the kashra of lulav with the world of kodshim. In any case, it's pasol. Okay, the next line in the Mishnah was nifritsu alav, if the leaves got detached, then it's pasol, but nifridu alav, if they became separated, then it's still valid. Amar Papa, Nifritsu, what does that mean? David Kichufya. You made it like a broom when they came off, and then you tie them on like a broom. Nifridu, the fruity fruity, just means they separated off, but they're still tied at the bottom, they're still attached at the bottom. Bar Papa, Nechlekat Mahu. What if the Tiomet, which is where the, the, uh, top parts come together, what if that separated? So Toshma, the Amar Rabbi Matun, if the tiyomet's gone, it's pasul. So my love, what dinalchaka isn't that the same as being split? Lo, If it's gone, then it's uh, missing. But nachlaka means all the parts that are just separated out. Ikadamri amrabi matun. We now have again another version, which is going to be the opposite conclusion. <clears throat> in which Rabbi Shimon Levi was reported as saying, in our exact case, it's as if it were gone and therefore pasul. Okay, Rabbi Yudomir, now in the Mishnah, Rabbi Yudomir's response, uh, to the, uh, to the statement that Nifridu alav kasher is that you have to tie them on at the, on the top. Tanya, Rabbi Yudomir, Mishum Rabbi Tarfon, kapot marim, read it as kafut, right? Meaning, uh, tied. Kapot Marim uh, is a reference to the Lulav. Imaya parud yichfetenu. If it gets separated, tie it together. So how do I know that Kapot Marim means Lulav at all? 
Kapotarim just means palm pieces. Emacharuta, maybe it's the hard branch. The answer is Baina Kafut. It has to be tied together, which means there have to be parts coming off of it that are tied together. Veleka. Veema Ufta. So maybe it's the, the, um, the under part, the branch, which has pieces coming off of it, but they're locked on. The answer is kapot michlal ika farud, because the fact that it's kapot means that they could be separated out and they're tied together. But those have the branches of the leaves right on them, kind of hardwired in. So maybe it's the, the hard piece that's underneath, it's got full of thorns and all. That the ways of the Torah are peace, and therefore the Torah is not going to ask you to take this thing which is thorny and hurts. So maybe kapot marim means you have to take two of them. The answer is kapot ktiv. It's written chaser as written as if kapat. So maybe there's only one leaf to take. That would be called kaf. So kapot means a single that's plural, which is exactly what our lulav is, a single branch that has a bunch of leaves on it, and the leaves could be separated, but they're tied together. Okay, the Mishnah then said, Tzinei Barzel Ksheira, that Tzinei uh, Barzel is a particular kind of a palm tree, that's valid also. Evidently, that Tzinei Barzel has shorter leaves. So Abayi says that's only going to be valid as long as the top of one leaf meet, hit, meets the bottom of the other, so there's no space between them. If not, then it's Pasul. And to prove that, we see that we have a bright that says the opposite of our Mishnah, that Sinai and Barzel are invalid. And we throw that against our Mishnah, which says, Kasher, So we see that Abai is right, that there's a distinction between different kinds of Sinai and Barzel, and Abai's distinction is whether or not it reaches so that the leaves are contiguous or not. Some people read Abai's response not as an explanation, but as a resolution. Okay. Again, we come to Rabbi Levi being quoted by this Rabbi Marion, who we do not really hear of much outside of Sukkah. This may be an older tradition. There are two day trees in Gay Ben Hinom, outside of Yerushalayim. Outside of the old city, that is, smoke comes out of the ground from between them. That's and that is the entrance to Gehenim. Parenthetically, uh, Josephus in the wars mentions something about the Iron Mountains, and he, in his description, they're on the other side of the Jordan. The Mishnah then said that they lulav has to have three tfachim in length, enough to shake it. Alright, so let's see if that plays out. The length of a hadas and an arva have to be three. For lulav, arba'a, the lulav has to be four. Because it has to be one tefach above the hadas and arava. That's Shmuel's take. Rabbi Yochanan's read is, The spine of the love has to come above the hadas, protrude by a tafach. Okay, 
But our Mishnah said clearly that it's the shear is three, which seems to go against both. So Ema Uchadan Bokasher. So read our Mishnah not Lulav but rather which means three tvachim plus enough to shake and have to shake as a tafach. Whether that means the spine um, has to have an extra tafach or the whole lulav. Toshma shiur hadas That's the brayta. My lav bahadi alin doesn't that mean for including the leaves? Could be besides the leaves. And that would be okay for Rabbi Yochanan. Gufa, shiur hadas for avash toshav v'lulav arba'a. Rabbi Tarfon omer, ba'ama bat chamishat fachim. Rabbi Tarfon makes this odd statement, kind of enigmatic statement, that it's an ama of five tfachim. Remember, the general shiur is six tfachim make an ama. The question is, how are we going to read Rabbi Tarfon? Are we going to say that ama is a set amount, and he's dividing it into five larger pieces? So that it's, um, they're each going to be a sixth bigger. Or is, or does he mean that we have a tefach as standard and the ama is shorter? So now, Amarava, Sharle, Marilu, Rav Tarfon. So Rava said, God should forgive Rav Tarfon. Why? Hashta, Avoch, Loshalom, Shachinan. It's hard for us to find one that's Avoch, Loshah. That's, uh, three tefachim, Patcha, Mishavibaya. So he understood Rav Tarfon as meaning that you need the Adas to be five tefachim long. Said so to find one five tefachim long that's got uh, all these leaves on it, etc. is a very it's a, impossible to find. So he asked Rav Dimi Amar. He said no. What it meant was He said what Ritarfon meant is that it's really three tefachim, but it's three larger tefachim. A tefachir being one fifth of one amah, not one sixth. Okay. So kamahavulahu tlata utlata chumshi. So if that's the case, it's going to be three and three-fifths fachim of our standard fachim. So kasher Shmuel to Shmuel. So then Shmuel is, uh, it seems to be at odds with himself. Hacham reviewed on Shmuel, Shur Hadas for Avash Loshat. Said that the Shir Hadas is three. Hatam Ravunam Rav Shmuel, Lachar Ritarfon. And Shmuel on another occasion said that we follow Rav Ritarfon in this regard, which means it should be bigger. The answer is Lodak. Shmuel was inexact. Amar Damin Lodak Lachumra. When do we say he's inexact? That's the Chumrah. We have this in the first parak in the context of the round sukkah in Rabbi Yochanan. So when do we say that someone's inexact? That if they're inexact, up. And they give a larger shear. The Kulam Yamrina Lodak, but you don't say if it's really three and three-fifths. He said three and was being inexact and rounded down. So Kiyat Ravin Amar, so Ravin came with a clear explanation about Rabbi Tarfon. What a retarfon meant was actually the opposite. We take a regular size amma, uh, a small amma of five tfachim and divide it into six. So the tfachim for lulav and hadas and arava are actually smaller tfachim. And so now you have a, uh, three smaller, smaller, uh, tfachim for a hadas, for a hadas. So now it's two and a half. Because it's essentially half an amah, but if the amah is only five tfachim, then it's a two and a halfer. So, so again, Shmuel's at odds with himself. The answer is Lodak. When Shmuel said three, he was being inexact. And he was machmir, meaning really it's two and a half, but he said three. He ruled like Rabbi Tarfon. Okay, we'll, we'll pause here. We'll pick it up with the next Mishnah, which will detail the parameters of the Hadas. In the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.